1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
2: Scoop B Radio. Oh yeah.
1: NBA free agency. Exactly. We're bringing on our guy. Let's uh hit me with a transition, Michael. Oh.
2: He's the, of course, the host of the Scoop B Radio podcast. He's a senior writer for Basketball Society, and as of today, Dave, he is the first three time guest on the Big Play podcast. Oh man! So, Brandon, you got to add that to your resume. I love this guy, Brandon Robinson. How you doing tonight, my man?
3: Hey, gentlemen! Happy early Fourth of July. How
2: you doing? Same to you. Good man. Appreciate you taking some time here pre-holiday. Pretty quiet two weeks for you though, right?
3: Uh, you, you sit on a throne alive,
2: <laughs> you know, Britta, we were talking earlier. Have you ever seen the landscape of a league change as much in the off season as the nBA this year? um, yeah,
3: 2010 when LeBron went to Miami.
2: That's fair, that's fair, yeah, yeah, not one, not two, not three, not, not four. It,
3: it, yeah, it, it's not, the crazy thing is you know depending on what happens this summer. The crazy thing is this, no hypotheticals, no sources, nothing, but, you know, LeBron James has a chance to still win six championships. No, he didn't win six straight, you know, with no losses in the finals like Michael did, but, you know, if things go according to plan, you know, it's possible we can get one or two, but here's the thing. Um, you asked me the question about have I seen the landscape change. I mean, you saw, you know, in 2008 or 2007, summer 2007, when, you know, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and Ray Allen joined forces, and then... You know, won a championship in Boston. That LeBron-led Miami Heat team still had to compete with the with the Boston Celtics in the conference finals. So, you know, the Eastern Conference it was between those two teams, and in the West you had the Lakers, you had the Spurs. Um, you know, obviously now, you know, in the NBA Eastern Conference, you got a Brooklyn Nets team that's that's kind of leveled up just a little bit. I hear, you know, but then <laughs> a little you bit. the 76ers, you know, they lost Jimmy Butler, but. You know, you still have, you know, you had a piece of now, Orford. You have the Milwaukee Bucks. They lost Brogdon, but it's still a competitive force. So, I mean, the Eastern Conference is is pretty wild, but so is the West. So, yeah. you know, Portland and Utah are going to do some damage in the Western Conference. A lot of, a lot of reshaping, but a lot of cool uh, anecdotes and tidbits there.
1: So you said if everything goes to plan with LeBron, Kawhi Leonard, we're still waiting. What are you hearing, my man?
0: Scoop
3: well, he hasn't radio. made up his mind yet. I mean, I think that that's the thing that uh, gets lost in the translation. You know, on Twitter I've said 65, uh, 35. Uh, I had to make sure my math was right.
2: I took <laughs> algebra twice.
3: But, um, <laughs> you got it. You know, when, you, when you look at Kawhi Litter, I mean, he has a lot to digest. On one hand, let's start with the Clippers. Um, you got a team in the Clippers that you know pretty much proved to the world um, that that they could compete. I mean, they went toe to toe with the former world champion Golden State Warriors in the early parts of the of the Western Conference. And, you know, you look at the Lakers. Um, they're the Lakers, uh, but this is the first time Kawhi's been able to make a decision for himself. He's drafted by the Spurs, traded to the to the uh, Toronto Raptors, and you know, the Lakers have wanted him for a while, and Popovich wasn't ready to trade him to the Lakers, so. This is kind of like your college recruiting tour, if you will. He's 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 soaping it up, but this reminds me so much of Kevin Durant uh, in 2016 when he ended up going to the Lake, or excuse me, to the Golden State Warriors in 2016. You know, it, it's it's, it's going to be interesting, and you know, I really do think this could be a fourth of Kawhi. This could be a situation where he could make a decision while we're enjoying our, our cookouts tomorrow, and you know, we'll know soon.
2: Yeah, well, he'd have to compete with the hot dog eating contest, Brandon. So I don't know about that. You know, it might not be the best day. Hey, let's play a hypothetical here, my man. If KD didn't get hurt, he'd be where?
3: Los Angeles Lakers.
2: Wow. Interesting. You said that. I remember you said that last time you were on. Interesting. All right. Yeah.
3: I mean, the the Kyrie Irving Brooklyn thing, I I had that since February. Um, Yes, I did. I actually spent time with KD and and Kyrie uh, back in February. Um, at a party. We talked, and I actually thank Kevin Durant for helping my career, uh, because that whole Lakers thing uh, got a lot of people with eyes on me, and he looked at me and said, you're welcome. <laughs> um, but the thing is, I think that that situation with the Knicks was really not a good situation, um, yeah. because even with him sitting out a year, say he didn't go to Brooklyn, say he went to, to Manhattan played for the Knicks, he still had to sit out a year, And the Knicks would still have to fill out an infrastructure um, to build around him. You know, you had uh, Frankie Nulakina. You had Kevin Knox. You had Alonzo Trier, all of those guys, right? Okay, so then you look at the Lakers. Yeah, they have LeBron. They now have Anthony Davis. You got to build around him, but the Lakers weren't looking to really build around him this year. They're trying to capitalize off of perhaps the Warriors not making it to the finals, at least with you know Clay Thompson sitting out and Kevin Durant now going over to Brooklyn. When you look at Brooklyn, Brooklyn has an infrastructure already. You know, even before Kyrie and KD got there, you know, you had Jared Allen, you had Joe Harris, um, you, you had you had a good coaching and um and, and, and you have a good front office. You know, and Brooklyn is a is a place where you know those guys don't have to live up to an expectation of a Nets team. The Nets are really from the Europe, they're moving to New Jersey. But they don't have a Brooklyn identity. Brooklyn is just a cool place to be these days. That's where all the hipsters are. But at the same time, <laughs> Brooklyn is, is has always been, or rather the Nets have always been the Knicks' little brother. You know, right. The Nets are the best team in New York City, but the Knicks are still the Knicks.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, you mentioned that, and we got to transition to, to uh, James Dolan. What what is what is going on with the Knicks? It's been a very very long time of them swinging and missing. What what are your thoughts on just that that organization in in general?
3: I'm um, not doing by right by Patrick Ewing years ago. Um, I grew up I, I uh, grew up liking the Knicks and the Knicks gave me my first big break. So I, I kind of do believe I have the jurisdiction to speak on both franchises. Sure. Um, the Knicks, to me, ever since they traded Patrick Ewing, nothing has gone right for them since then. Um, but I also think it starts with, you know, I think Dolan gets a lot of flack. Steve Mills is a guy that um, depends on who you talk to, there are people who believe he chased Donnie Walsh out of town, that he chased yep. Bill Jackson out of town, um, and that Dolan, he has Dolan's ear, 100%. And until certain things get stuck or, or fixed uh, in, in the front office with the Knicks, I don't think that it's going gonna, it's gonna, to happen. I, I just have a problem with just having the self-righteous belief that because you put Patrick Ewing at the draft lottery, a guy that you drafted more than 30 or about 30 years ago, and that that, that, that was going to automatically bring you good luck hmm. in getting Zion Williamson. That's just a little self-righteous and presumptuous in my opinion. Um, and then you just assume that, you know, Katie was coming to the Knicks um, just because Rich Klein said that he was going to one day own or run the Knicks. I think that's very, very presumptuous and very self-righteous, and doesn't work like that. I think unfortunately the Knicks um, are living in a nostalgic uh, state of being where you know you remember the Larry Johnson four-point play, uh, you remember John Starks, you remember Anthony Mason, and all those pieces. But there are some things that are lacking within an organization, and others other teams have caught up. Not about the big market as much as it's the smaller market.
2: Brandon, did they they ever truly have a chance at KD?
3: So I got a call from one of my OGs um, who basically broke down the whole LeBron Lakers thing to me last summer and the whole Space Jam thing to me last summer. And he told me that um, KD was a mixed lock like April, May. He told me, now post-injury, I don't know. Um. I know that Kyrie Irving was gung ho on playing for the Nets. A native of West Orange, New Jersey, um, grew up watching the New Jersey Nets. He told me it was a pleasure to watch Jason Kidd play. Um, KD, I think he had to do a little convincing, but I think that the whole, um, the, I think that the Nets were just in a better position to win. I also think that one of the advantages that the Nets had was the fact that their team doctor actually performed KD surgery.
2: Wow, interesting. What I can also
3: sh- what I can also share with you is that KD had so many relationships within the Knicks, you had to really just be crazy to mess it up. Number one, um, his best friend is Royal Ivy. Royal Ivy is an assistant coach with the Knicks. Um, KD is also Royal Ivy's uh, daughter's godfather. Um, Brandon, you you ventured- mentioned
1: that you mentioned that on the sh- last time we had you on the show. You're like, do not sleep on New York. Because of that relationship, do you think Ivy's maybe like, you might want to just go to Brooklyn?
3: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I got a call. I I can't speak for Royal, but I know that I got a call from a buddy of mine um, who's famous and knows Royal Ivy. (laughs) And I'll just say that last summer – why are you
1: laughing? Because the the pause. You were about to say his name and then you're like, My friend, who's famous? <laughs> <laughs>
3: but this is what I say. Um the person who shared who they they called me in the winter, I said, Yo, B, don't sleep on K D going to the Knicks. I said, Why? They said, Royal Ivy. I said, Yeah. He said, Yeah, he, said, yeah. he goes. Royal was surprised he got the assistant coaching job his bag on himself I said yeah he goes they must have put him in it for a reason I mean look man you had DeAndre Jordan who was one of KD's best friends already on the team how does he leave Manhattan to take the the, the, the the drive across the bridge and head to Brooklyn too something ain't right in the water
2: that's, that's fair yeah that's true fin- final thing on KD Brandon do you think we'll ever truly find out what happened between him and the Warriors
3: I me mean, is coming out. You, I mean, listen, man. The Knicks and the Warriors, is something in that water. And I think it's interesting that uh, Andre Iguodala, for example, who's now not a member of the Warriors, was on a uh, power one of the Foster Breakfast Club with Charlamagne, uh, DJ Envy, and Angela Yee. And he was asked about Mark Jackson being blackballed. And I'll be honest with you, some of those conversations... Are being had in the NBA circle. Some, and I say April Donald was hit into a lot. He he he, he said less than he knows, and mm-hmm. I know it. And I've heard some things. He was gracious to even bring that up. But the Warriors have a lot of issues that have kind of just been swept under the rug for a lot of years. And I think the KD leaving thing um, is, a, is a step in the right direction. KD is a type of person um, who really reads BS and reads people and i will tell you that he was not feeling that whole draymond thing with him and i think he handled and recovered pretty well but the thing is he knew it was worse and katie is like a mirror he treats you how you treat him so i think he handled that pretty 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 eloquently and um i think the medical stuff had a lot to do with it but i also think as we probably all know katie was injured from the jump and you know, he went back, and I kind to of think he won people back over because they, they there was a level of sympathy that he actually hurt himself. I, I think the Warriors and KD were both kind of protecting themselves in a free agency space, and, you know, thankfully for both parties, the Warriors didn't leave empty-handed. They got something out of it, and, and, and Brooklyn and the Warriors got something out of it, and, you know, they parted ways, and Bob Myers can, can wipe his tears because he's got D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, <laughs> right.
2: Brandon, a little true or false here, and that's team led by Kyrie Irving as a playoff team.
3: Oh, they're definitely a playoff team. I mean, they're a playoff team last year with, with DeAngelo Russell. Kyrie Irving is a winner, man, and he's gotta, got something to prove himself um, because things didn't end off right in, in, in Boston. Um, and so, you know, those Boston fans are going to be skeptical, just like Cleveland fans have, are somewhat skeptical. The difference is Kyrie got a ring for Cleveland. Um, Boston, mm, not so much, but... I think Kyrie Irving is in a good situation in Brooklyn, and uh, I like their chances in at least making the
2: playoffs. I said it earlier. I think Al Horford to Philly was the most underrated move of free agency. What do you think about that?
3: I do, too. Just like I think – I also think uh, Utah has been moving under the radar. I like the addition of Jeff Green, and I like the point guard that they got over from from Memphis – I like everything that that, that, that Utah and uh, Philadelphia is doing. Elton Brand, I spoke to him a few weeks ago, and uh, he told me he was laying low through the draft. He was laying low through free agency, and, um, you know, he pretty much laid low. I mean, he did lose T.J. McConnell, and he lost Jimmy Butler, and he lost um, Boban, but he added Horford. He kept Tobias Harris, and um You know that that I think that situation in Philadelphia. I like Horford. Horford is is going to really help Joel and B um, as a professional, and just kind of bring a little bit of a serene uh, experience uh, to that ball club. That I think they're going to do pretty well in the Eastern Conference this year.
1: You you look at a team that's up and coming in the Pelicans. Obviously, they they did pretty well in the draft. (laughs) Uh, Dave Dave Griffin did a pretty good right right (laughs) yeah did a pretty good job. Do you, do you think they're a playoff team this year, this early?
3: I think they're an A.C. They remind me so much of a um, of like that that Clippers team, a more serious Clippers team that had School Lamar Odom, radio. Elton Brand, uh, and and Quentin Richardson. I think a more serious team, particularly because a lot of the ball has something to prove really, and so does Brandon Ingram. Um, obviously, we know about Zion Williamson uh, and, 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 and the prowess he brings, but. You know, I I think that that Pelicans team also adding J.J. Reddick. I'm glad J.J. Reddick, he stays getting paid, man. Um, But I (laughs) I like that team because David Griffin was able to get everything he wanted from the Lakers. And, you know, this is a new team without Anthony Davis. And Anthony Davis is a good situation in LA. I really do like the Pelicans. Um, I like that Alvin Gentry can kind of um, get a reprieve from last season because last year was a professional and an emotional train wreck. Um, But I, I think that, Ah, uh, the Pelicans in a in a very very tight NBA Western Conference. Um, I like them as an eighth seed.
2: Yeah, we we were talking earlier. I don't think there's a team that I'm more intrigued to watch on NBA League Pass in a long time than than the Pelicans this year. It's going to be fun. Yeah,
3: because yeah, because I just think I think it starts with the point guard position. I, I like Lonzo. I like Lonzo. I think that you know, obviously, him playing in the Lakers system just. Wasn't working, and then him LeBron coming in, it just really wasn't going to work because they both need the ball in their hand. I think that when you look at that Pelicans team, those guys can really run the break um, with reckless abandonment. Um, I, I like the Pelicans and their moves, and and I really think that their rebrand, you know, it's gonna it's, it's pretty quick. Started with the ping pong ball dropping in the direction with the first pick overall in 2019 NBA draft, and it carried over into free agency. David Griffin is in a good position, as is Alvin Gentry. So for years to come. We may be hearing their names.
2: Yeah, Brandon, it it feels like for the first time in a long time that the talent is dispersed so well throughout the league at this point. Let's just say hypothetically, Kawhi stays in Toronto at, at this point, and obviously we know it's super early. Who do you think's coming out of the East, and who's coming out of the West?
3: Um, I, I like Milwaukee's chances next season. Every year they seem to level up in the Eastern Conference, and I think Giannis Antetokounmpo. I don't think his MVP season was a fluke this season. I think he's gonna come out uh getting better than than ever. And um, you know, I think that on the Western Conference, you know, I, I think to beat to, to be the champs we gotta beat the champs. Toronto did that. Uh so the Warriors, you know, they're still the Western Conference champs, but Depending on what the Lakers do, I don't think that they're a clear-cut favorite. It's hard to really say who's going to be champ, who's going to come out because I feel like a lot of people just thought that the Warriors were going to be instant champions with the addition of Demarcus Cousins, and you saw what happened at the end of the season. Cousins was hurt, uh, uh, Clay was hurt, and so was KD. So the Lakers, I mean, are a favorite pick, but they still got to fill out a roster. I don't know everybody that they have at this point. Obviously, we know you know and, and LeBron are there and trying to get Kawhi, but you know, they added Jared Dudley, but, you know, the Warriors are still a stacked team, and, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, you, you look at Portland. Portland is a tough team. I mean, you, you added Hassan Watt's That has something to prove um, after kind of, you know, things not shaking out the way maybe he would have liked in Miami. Um, you know, Damian Lillard just, just signed an extension. Scoop I B- like Zach Radio. Collins to kind of step up this year in a way that I felt that even Cantor nationally did in Portland, I feel like Zach Collins could step up in that role. Um. So you know, I, I think Portland is an interesting uh, characteristic. But if you had to ask me today, I'm still going to go with the Warriors for now, and and and, and potentially the, the Milwaukee Bucks.
1: Wow. wow. Okay. All right. Interesting, Brandon. How how many how many hours of sleep are you getting nowadays?
2: Uh, <laughs> uh maybe
3: five to six hours, man. But you know, that's this not is, bad. You okay. find Enough okay. for I think after.
1: What you say? Uh, that's not bad. That's that's better than I expected. <laughs>
3: yeah man i mean but but really and truly um when you love what you do it's not work and so I, I i have friends who you know who who work regular office nine to five jobs and you know they're they're asking me what i'm doing during the day and you know they like what i do so and i'm thankful i'm still grinding i'm not where i want to be but um it's good to, to really make some noise particularly in the last year and you know really just earn my keep so you know Sleep, sleep. You sleep when you when you when you when you when you're buried. So that's no right. I love it. That's, that's, <laughs> that's right,
1: Brandon. Where where can everyone listen to your podcast? I mean, you've you were on last time talking about all the incredible guests that you've had on there. What what's going on in your world? You know, outside of the breaking news on Twitter.
3: Scoopy Radio um, is available on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, will play to TuneIn Stitcher app, or simply by visiting. Scoopy. Radio.com. We got 3.5 million your streams last year. Woo! 2.5 million the year before that. And, um, you know, we've had guests like um, Samuel L. Jackson, um, uh, Jamal Crawford, uh, Susan Minnett, the voice of Siri, Mark Cuban, million, million and some other people. But um, Scooby Radio was, like I said, available on all those platforms. And then, you know, I'm also a senior writer at Basketball Society, so you can check out my articles there. also contribute to Heavy.com. And, um,. Yeah, that, that's, that's what's going on, man. Just staying busy and um, a lot of good good stuff um, that you'll be seeing in the next week for me. I'm going on a bit of a tour in a few different cities, doing a couple of different things. So make sure to follow me on Twitter at ScoopB, S-C-O-O-P, letter B, as well as a Snapchat and Instagram at Scoop underscore B. And, um, yeah, that's what's going on.
2: All right. Hey, Brandon, thanks for taking some time to us with us here tonight, my man. Enjoy your fourth. Guys, follow him. Check him out. He'll be breaking the news as it comes out. Our man Brandon Robinson. Thanks a lot, Brandon. Appreciate your time. Gentlemen,
3: thank you for having me. Talk to you soon.
1: Great stuff. If you're not following this guy on Twitter and you're a fan of the NBA, you're doing it yourself a disservice. Yeah. He's great. he's by far my favorite NBA follow. So good stuff as always, Scoopy, friend of the show. Yeah. Lo- love having him on. First three time guest. How about that, Dave? That's surprising. We Scoop never a- B radio. All the time.